You are about to experience the Core Academy Podcast. Welcome to the flow. Check, check. And we're rolling. Core Academy Podcast, episode number, well, what is this? This is episode eight. Eight. I think we're at eight. Well. We did seven. (laughs) We just didn't release it. Right. (laughs) We're working things out, but it's all part of the process. We'll call this the next episode. The next episode. Yes. Core Academy Podcast, the next episode. There you go. I like it. So, how's it going, Brandon? It's going great, man. Beautiful day. We've had um, unbelievable weather up here in the Northeast, and um, we actually have a retreat that we're planning for the spring for Core Academy, which I am excited about getting underway. Awesome. Just a little side note, just thinking about the weather and looking forward to the winter being done, and then the spring we're going to go up to Vermont and do a jiu-jitsu retreat for our members. I think that's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yep. And we were just sitting here talking about um, this podcast issue this podcast topic which was as we described why it's important to train under a black belt right even as a black belt yes having a black belt to train under yeah do mm-hmm. you want to start from the top or start from the bottom well we can start from the top um when i started my program in jiu-jitsu we started unofficially as like a charter school for a network, a jiu-jitsu network, and I was a blue belt. The way it worked was, you know, my coach would come in and do a seminar. We'd see him about once a year at our location. Back in those days, um, you know, pre-family, pre-kids and all that stuff, I had more time to travel. So I would go around, you know, the world, you know, I traveled all over the place following my teacher to get in training time. And the thing was, when I think back, right, I really wish I had a black belt on the mat, like the way you do, the way our students do. Right. To constantly have, you know, that that confidence of um, having someone correct you, coach you, fix things, you know, constantly learn things, instead of being what I would consider now like an unprepared leader. Yeah, you know, it was a lot of pressure to be, um, you know, at the forefront of of a program in a gym where you're really, you know, you're still like a, a student, a student, and a begin. I mean, you're always a student, but you're like a beginner student as a blue belt. Like, let's be real, right? Hundred percent. And um, yeah, I think back to those days. Like, obviously, we're here now. You know, everyone's story and path is is this the way they have to go? But I really wish I had a black belt on the mat every time I showed up for a class and I was able to learn, you know, just better and more. I, that, that's what I wish going back hindsight's 2020, right? Yeah. I mean, I've actually been the student that has, that didn't have a black belt on the mat for mm-hmm. a big part of my training mm-hmm. because I started with you guys sort of, right. Um, I was thrown into the same kind of fire you were in some way, although your experience was longer and more, specific with Hoyce's training and because you had followed him around, but I was learning what you had learned right from the beginning. And 
one advice that I got back in the day was you should make sure there's a black belt on the mat with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there's a really killer blue belt who's almost purple belt. And it looks like he's on his way oh, to being right fast tracked to brown and eventually black. So I kind of trust the training and went with it. But I can tell you that since you got your black belt, the type of training and the quality of education has definitely changed. There's a reason for that. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think it's like better or worse. I think it's like you had what you had at the time. You knew what you knew very well, but now you're just armed with more information. And you're armed with the ability to see details that you might not have seen when you were teaching at those times. The understanding. Right. Yeah. And that sort of goes to show the difference between, a, a, I think, a black belt's ability to uh, diagnose or break down a role, a match, the keen eye. You know, that's something that obviously blue, I, blue belts don't necessarily have. I don't agree with that 100%. I think if you go to, let's say you go down to Tony School, right? You will have blue belts down there that have a much higher understanding than other blue belts, right? And it's only because of the environment and the culture and the leadership they have. So and it's not to say that like a blue belt generally doesn't understand how to do jujitsu or how to even explain a technique or understand a concept. No, I'm just thinking every black belt can't break things down because they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, like every blue belt can't, I think it depends on where you are, who you're trained under. Well, I mean, I obviously think there's some people that can verbalize things better than others. Absolutely. But I mean, like there's a, there's a, from my perspective, Okay. the difference is because I'm, I'm, I'm on my path to a purple belt. Sure. So as I like to see it and, and I notice things in class, things that you point out that I wouldn't have noticed. Like, in other words, like you point things out necessarily fine details that I might not be able, that I didn't pick up on. Right. Which comes with experience. Right. right? Cause I see the mistakes all the right. time. So right. my, my point is like when you're teaching, if you're a purple belt teaching a beginner class, so let's say blue, purple belt, whatever. Okay. All right. You have understanding of the move. You right. can break down everything to precise detail. My sort of questioning is like, do you have the keen eye, the sharp sense to notice somebody making mistakes that could change their game big time because you're seeing things that I can't? I think True. That, there, that that is in there. And that's why I think when you're teaching at a blue belt level, I can break. Uh, I can break down the scissor sweep beautifully. I know all the moves. I know it from start to finish. If I was quizzed on it, I would get an A. Right. But in in me watching a match, and I've noticed this even when we're watching matches together, you're noticing things in ways that I'm not. So your ability to correct a student has a black belt. You have a higher degree of capability yes. in order to, to change somebody's game. Well, let's let's think about like, I don't know, the gym industry, like a regular old gym with weights in it, right? You're a client, you go in, you wanna start taking one-on-ones with a trainer. 
they have a, a pricing sheet and it'll give you like a coach level or I don't know if they call it a coach, but you have a master level instructor, which they'll charge you the most for. Then you'll have an instructor. Then you have like an assistant and it goes down in price based on the level of experience. Why? Because like the master level instructor should be able to get you there faster and better than like an assistant level instructor, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like paying for personal training. Right. You Some personal trainers are more expensive than others. Exactly. Exactly. It could be... But it's... I, I'm just... That's true. Like, if you went to, like, some boutique-style health club, right. they're going to charge you more than maybe, like, a, a, a generic Planet Fitness type of place or something like that, right? Right. Um, I'm talking about going into club A or B, right? They're priceless based on their master instructor leveling down to like an assistant. Right. There's going to be a difference in price. Right. And it's the same way in, in martial arts schools. Like you can, I know schools that have purple belts that do lessons and brown belts that do lessons and it's going to be less expensive than training with a black belt. Of course. Right. I remember when I was, dude, when I was like a blue belt, one of my buddies was a brown belt and um, <laughs> I told him, I was like, oh my God, I want to go do a private lesson with, uh, with Hicks and Gracie. And he's like, what are you, crazy, man? You spend $350 an hour to have him teach you how to shrimp? Like, wait till you're like a bramble or black belt. Do you understand some stuff? And it'd be more worth it to you, you know? Which is true, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, if I were to think back and if I could, could have like a, um, I don't know, magic wand or, or some sort of, of, of wish list, I would wish to have a black belt instructor on the mat with me throughout the course of my training. Yeah, you know? although sometimes I think those obstacles make you better because you had to seek it out. It wasn't that somebody was there for you. It wasn't easy. Seven days a week. Right. It wasn't easy. Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't easy <clears throat> maybe gave you an edge because you had to you know, get on planes. You had to drive for hours you mm-hmm. had to be gone from your school that you're just starting up sure so i think the sacrifices you know are there for a reason yeah yeah but it worked out it but did. you still now as second degree black belt first excuse me yes on your path to second degree yes. black belt well, we missed a year and a half with covid so my time schedule's off okay <laughs> <laughs> let's be real uh yeah keep it honest so you have recently seeked out uh, advice and training from a black belt. Well, my, my teacher, right, where I got my black belt right. from. Yeah, so you now are... Well, you, the story is a few years back when we changed um, management teams with our school we had to go under a different flag right. because we were part of an association at that, at that, at the point. And they had a black belt that, you know, has a name and, um, it was, they were trying to promote their brand, which is understandable. And we kind of had to pull away from team Passos. Um, we didn't have to kind of, we did, <laughs> we had to pull away from team Passos. Um, but after getting back into business and, and opening core Academy, We've just recently re-signed and reaffiliated with Team Passos, um, which I couldn't be happier because, you know, all the things that we're kind of leading up to, um, the training that, that we were doing before that I was, you know, giving to you guys and showing you guys was, was really 
a different level in terms of understanding because I didn't have the understanding until I started training with Tony. I didn't understand jujitsu the same way. And you're able to teach it. Right. That way. That's why it's important to have a black belt on the mat. And it's really important to have a black belt that has a black belt. So that they can go to and learn from. Let's tell our community why it was important for you to go back to Tony and how you think it will affect our growth. The the, the main reason is what we get with with uh, with Team Passos and Professor Tony is someone who runs an extremely successful and fine tuned business in in ship in terms of a, of a BJJ academy. Um, he has built a system of, of coaches. Um, the way Tony thinks and the way he plans out the path of, of growth in jiu-jitsu is amazing. It's almost like savant-like. Um, what we do is when we have a seminar and, and, and professor comes up, <clears throat> excuse me, is we will do a series of positions and concepts that we talk about, right, and that, that he teaches us. And from there, that will give us eight to ten weeks of, of positions and concepts to work on and build that into our game. And then, you know, just three months after that, he'll come back and do another seminar. Um, and with that type of relationship, and in between then and there, I'll go down and get some training in, get on the mat, see what he's doing. He's really big on, you know, you... Like, we can talk on the phone, we can Zoom, he could record classes, but it's not the same as being on the mat and experience it firsthand. So, to be able to go down there and be in a room full of, of, of you know, fine-tuned BJJ athletes that are, are under the leadership of, of a very high-level jiu-jitsu coach and practitioner and personality... Um, it's like when you're around Tony, you want to work hard. Like you want to, you want to push you. You don't want to make excuses. Um, there's something that he brings out of you, man. And that's just that that's another, you know, great aspect and characteristic of a leader. And he just has that. I don't know, like as much as I, as, as I love Tony and, and, and as awesome of an instructor that he is. And, you know, he's a great person to talk to. And he, like, he has life coaching, uh, um, uh, just skills yeah skills he's really good at helping you see the big picture and plan things out he's very goal oriented so like when i first started training with tony i remember going down to the to this to the academy in sterling virginia and he had like his big uh uh, dry erase board in the middle of the academy and had all those goals written down on it for the year and one of them at the time was for him to establish a relationship with uh, with Team Atos and Andre Gaval and, you know, go down there and start training with them. And that was like, it was a year, a year and a half before he ever made contact with them. But this is one of his goals. And then he achieved it. And the next thing you know, like he's at the world and, you know, he's he has the, 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 the coach's vest on. He's sitting in the pit and he's, he's coaching these guys. And it's just like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's to, amazing. To, to see your future and... Manifest it. That's power. And he put it out there and did it, bro. I mean, that, yeah. that, that's just really cool. That's one of the things I love about him. Um, and, you know, for me, he's helped me to achieve so many personal goals and business goals and jujitsu goals 
based on like our conversations and based on just like not wanting to let him down and following the path that he set out. So yeah, man, you know, being back with Team Pasos is uh, is something that that I I always want to do, and I thought it was gonna take us a little bit longer, but we're we're, we're starting to grow and we're starting to see you know the classes getting better. We're averaging like sixteen people in our fundamentals classes, which is great. Um, this is what month six for us yeah. um, in the new location. So yeah, I I can't wait to have them come up uh, early in the in the, in the new year and uh, introduce the, the new students to them that haven't met them yet and feel that energy. I mean, you know what it's like being on the mat with them. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, what do, what do you think? What's your two cents on that? I, I think it's a great move. Uh, I've been to Tony's seminars. I think being associated with somebody of that caliber can only help us out. Um, I look forward to either having the opportunity to go there and train have him come up and train with us and um yeah i think it's 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 a good move and i think it shows that you are practicing what you preach mm. and i think it shows that it's important for you to train with the highest level that you have available to you but it also shows the value that you bring to your own school and our students. And I think that's great. I mean, I also believe in, in loyalty, you know, absolutely. Um, there's no reason to, to not have a relationship with somebody when it's like mutually beneficial. Right. Um, we didn't break off our association with him because we wanted to, we did it because it was a business you know, uh, circumstantial, yeah, circumstantial business. Um, and now being back and, and having our own flag that we wave and being affiliated, you know, as uh, team possibles being our, like our, 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 our head instructor school, it's just nothing could be better right now. It really couldn't, you know, now it's just a matter of, of getting more students on the mat. So when uh, uh, Tony comes down, he could see the growth in, and, you know, you guys don't know because you don't have the same conversations that, that I do with him, but he remembers you guys. He remembers who's doing what and how they're developing, and you know he'll make references. Hey, remember that blue belt that 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 was at the seminar last time? Man, all, his triangles gotten so much. Like he remembers these things, and that that's amazing. You know, yeah. he really cares. He's a very caring soul. So, so I mean, is there an upcoming announcement of a seminar that you're working on? Haven't locked the dating yet, but we did talk about doing something early in the new year. Um, again, it's just a matter of, of having the numbers so we can we can have a, a really good turnout. And it's also, we have so many brand new, like, spanking white belts on the mat. I want a few more months of them drilling, repping, you know, the spins and, and the, the leg unders and arm unders and, and push-pull triangle and all the drills that we do to teach the body how to move. So, you know, when he comes up, we can, we can work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, amazing. Yeah. So I think we might've missed the point at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Why it's important to have a black belt on the map. But it is important. I think, and I think the point was made. Yeah. I, I, and I, I urge everybody that out there that happens to stumble upon this podcast and listen to, us uh 
and that you're thinking about training, find the right school, find a, an instructor, look at, look at their track record and make the right choice. How do you look at someone's track record? Like, how do you measure that? Are you going to measure that based on them being a, you know, competitor? You know what I'm saying? Like, what I think is the proof is in the pudding. When we have a new person walk onto the mat that has never done jiu-jitsu before or whether they've done jiu-jitsu before, they could be ranked. When they step on our mat, they know immediately that they are in a spot in a space where they're going to learn jiu-jitsu. Right. There's no question about it. Well, I think when you walk into that environment, you're going to know. Yeah. I would. I think that the feeling will be there. You'll see the black belt on the mat. You'll see him commanding the room, and you'll see him leading. And you want to learn jujitsu from a, a strong leader and somebody who can do all those things. One of the ways you can gauge that is by looking at the relationship that the students have with the instructor and how the students look at the instructor and how they interact with the instructor and vice versa, right? I think when you walk under our mat, you see that there's structure. You see that there's a hierarchy, right? I mean, there, there's definitely a level of of respect that goes to the higher ranks. It's not just because they're wearing a belt. Because in jiu-jitsu, you really can't hide because we roll a lot. So, you know, someone that has more time and experience than you usually gets the better of you and can, can show you a thing or two, right? At least control the pace of the match and things like that, which in a sport where where or an art where it boils down to being controlled being submitted or being you know beaten on on a scale of points it's kind of easy to gauge who knows what when you're on the mat right oh for sure yeah so i, I think that's like one of the reasons why you have to have a a black belt on the mat to teach you make the corrections fine-tune you and that black belt should have a black belt that they train with that fine tunes them and corrects them and motivates them. And then you just have nothing but like a winning equation there, right? I think that was yeah. well said. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Brandon, this is always fun. Quick little mat chat. Yeah, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Keep listening. And um, hey, check us out on coreacademybjj.com. Check us out on Instagram at coreacademybjj. Um, it was really funny, man. A quick story. I had a um, an inquiry today that, that hit us up. One of my my uh, kid students, he's been coming. He comes to class like every day, this kid. And um, one of his buddies called today, one of the parents' buddies called today, and said, yeah, I think um, one of my son's friends that he goes to school with trains with you i think he comes to class like four days a week i know exactly what it was right away and um it was a really great conversation because referrals is when you really start to understand that you're doing a great job as an instructor in your academy is growing when, when referrals continually come in word of mouth word of mouth but um as i was talking to the dad i was like yeah you know have you checked out our website yet yeah i checked out the website well we do a podcast on spotify and, and you know you know uh apple podcasts Oh, I love podcasts. I'm in the car all the time. I listen to it. What is it? Great. And then I said, yeah, he said he was a big UFC fan. And I told him that one of our, our dads works with the UFC and he brought in the belt last week. And uh, we took pictures and put it on Instagram. And he's like, oh, really? What's your Instagram handle? So I gave it to him all on the phone. He looked it up. He's like, oh, that's so cool. It just, this podcast and this forum and the ability to have like our social media there 
and kind of interact with the students and then get a phone call. They talk to you and they come to the gym. It just it's such a beautiful mix, man, uh, of how things are working in jujitsu. I also think one of the interesting things about this podcast is that we started it around the same time we started the school. Mm. So the podcast is sort of an evolution of the school in a way or a documentation of the beginning parts, the changes, the early feels, the uh, early interactions, the first people we got to come and teach and do seminars like Josh and Jamie mm -hmm. and then one day Tony and right. a, a, a list of other names and, and how this podcast can help us reach people that aren't in our direct community but more importantly it's for us and and i think that's, that's hey on that that's note a, that's a great thing right there on that note we want to give a shout out to our people in belgium and germany that were listening oh, yes <laughs> what's up germany yeah. what's up belgium yeah we're gonna be huge in europe <laughs> <laughs> anyways this is uh great thank you for listening to the next episode of the core academy podcast i love it all right later us You just experienced the Core Academy Podcast. Feel the flow. Jiu-Jitsu for life. Us.